0: This is April 17th, 2015, and we're here in the Book Nook Room of Accessible World, Novel Ideas, and we're discussing the book The Parting Glass by Emily Richards. It's the sequel to the book we discussed in February, Whiskey Island. And so without anything further, I'll let up on the key, and we can, as usual, go around and see what everyone thought.
1: Well, I was one of the ones that suggested this book, and I really liked it. I loved watching the development of the relationship between Finn and Peggy, and um, how they kind of came to an understanding of each other through their children, both the ones that think had lost, and, and Piggy struggled with her own son. Um, and I also liked to um, hear about uh, read about the developing relationship between Nick and um, Megan. Um, and I thought it was really interesting because uh, as a former religious, he um, struggled with the whole relationship thing, which I thought was kind of natural. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I also liked it. Um I didn't re read it. Um so I might be a little uh lax on the characters and so on. But I really liked again, uh her description of the country and uh you know the the, the ocean and the rocks and, and uh she's just so descriptive in her writing. Um and I, I, I grew to, to like the, the sisters even more. I mean, they all just, they grew, I think, and uh, and they, they grew on me even more.
3: Um, Megan didn't grow on me anymore. I'm glad she shaped up at the end, but I really was pretty tired of her. Uh, the, the attitude she took, and I didn't think it was natural for her a couple to be so early in their honeymoon stage and to be having these kind of problems. So uh, I guess I'm the negative voice tonight.
4: Well, this is Sherry. Um, I apologize, but I didn't get to the book. I waited till this week because I like to read things at the last minute, so I'll remember them. And then some things came up, and I didn't get to it. But I'm anxious to hear what happened, so please... All the spoilers you could throw in, the better. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what happened to these people, so don't worry about spoiling it for me. I dialed in on purpose to listen to see what happened.
5: Well, I like the book. Um, at the beginning, it talked about the song, The Parting Glass. So I wanted to know what it sounded like, so I went on to YouTube, which has... A, Almost absolutely everything, and I heard it, and it was—it's a very—it's just as it sounds, very melancholy, very slow, if you will. It's nice. Um. I <clears throat> one other thing I liked—I loved the medical aspects of the book. I loved, you know, where. Um, K, um, Peggy was working with her son and I really liked it spoiler alert, Sherry, spoiler alert I really liked it when I, cause see, when I read books I like not only to read it just to read it, but I like to learn things and this is what I liked about this book too the history aspect the, the family history and such um, but the thing I liked, too, was when Finn, actually, when he was drunk, discovered um, Kieran's situation and how he discovered it. How he, that was fascinating because I know that some things in books are not fiction. And so what I like to do is take things back with me in case, you know, something comes up. Oh, yeah, by the way, I read, and maybe this is the case, you know. So I really like that part. <clears throat> and um, I have to agree with you, Jill. Um, I, I believe in Nick and Megan's problems, but so close to the beginning was quite interesting. I mean, I get the fact that they were busy, I guess, with the whole tornado thing. But, wow. And the thing I also liked, <clears throat> and I do believe this, I do believe that dreams tell you things subconsciously. Your subconscious tells you things. So, when Nick was dreaming of being a priest, and how... um, um Oh what's his name iggy or whatever his name was and him got together and figured it out i really like that because basically his dream was telling him hey something's wrong and i really do believe that dreams do that um i think that's all i have to say um i
1: also Really, really liked the whole uh, the discovery that Finn made regarding Kieran's illness. Um, and what I liked about that is um, that Peggy had been a little bit on the goody two shoes, kind of when it came to, oh, everything's, I'm doing everything perfect for my son and stuff. And then when she realized that some of the things that she was doing inadvertently were harming him, it, it in some respects, in my mind it kind of leveled the playing ground a little bit more for Finn and for um for Peggy because Finn had to make some very difficult decisions about his own children and lost two as a result of his decisions. Um I don't know, to me, it, it, it made that thing much more human and kind of leveled the playing ground when Finn was the one that really came through and discovered what was going to be very, very helpful for a
2: human. I like the lady
6: um, that they went to Ireland to visit for the life of me. I can't think of what her name was, but she was kind of sneaky. I mean, she had done research on them, um, on, on, on that family, and you know, wanted to get to know them better. And eventually she got all the sisters there. And um, I like the uh, relationship between her and Peggy, and Peggy's son. And for someone who had never had children, she uh, did not let Karen get to her at all. Um, She just accepted him, accepted Peggy, accepted the problems. And uh, I, I loved her character.
0: Yeah, Irene Tierney was one of my favorite characters in the book. And of the three sisters, Megan was probably my least favorite. I really liked Casey and Peggy, though. And I just, I've always been fascinated, I guess, because of the fact that I'm... Irish I've always been fascinated with Ireland and I love the descriptions and the the I love Irish music I'm going to have to look up The Parting Glass ballad on YouTube cuz I'd love to hear it I didn't even think about looking that up but yeah I really liked I like this book and it it's hard to really decide which one I like better. But I liked that there was a lot of truth in it, especially when it comes to the whole autism. There's so much out there now about... I have friends who have kids with autism, and there's... It's just interesting because the whole idea of if they don't eat certain foods, maybe they'll do better, and it's it's just such an interesting field to me.
3: Does anyone actually happen to know whether a gluten-free diet has really helped autistic children?
1: I don't know that. I know that uh, people with celiac disease benefit from gluten-free diets. Um, I don't know how it is with you guys, but here in Ann Arbor, it's, everybody's blood gluten-free and, and it's it's a little bit overkill, um, but I know that if you have celiac disease, that um, gluten will um, be a thing to avoid. I just have a question about, people seem to really not like Megan. And, I understand part of it, but um, I'm just wondering what it is about her character that you didn't like, because I thought that here's somebody, she really had to carry a lot of weight from a very early age, I and mean, she really had to run the family and was, um, you know, trying to deal with Rooney and, and all that. So I think that that kind of um, grounded her a bit, I and mean, she wasn't able to really let go and have fun and, and be young. Um, and I'm wondering if that was part of what made her character less likable.
5: Well, I actually liked her because she did grow, especially at the end. The thing I didn't like was she was very whiny. You don't do this for me. You don't do that for me. Me, 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 It's like, really cooled down. I mean, what do you want him to do? I mean, I... I get the fact that he he did get a little busy, and and I get the insecurity part, or I don't even know. I think it was more feeling neglected. I get that. I I feel that way sometimes. And, you know, but I've talked, you know, to Todd, and we communicate, and blah, blah, blah. But I think, to me, just the whole whining aspect of it. I mean, she kept whining and whining, and didn't communicate with Nick. It's like, well... You're going to get what you're going to get if you don't do something about it. That's just it. She never did anything about it till she got mad. And then what did she do? She ran away. I mean, granted, she grew from that. But still, I think that's what I didn't like.
3: You expressed my feelings exactly. Mine
0: too. I think, yeah, I agree. She did grow. And maybe the fact that she did have to take on so much responsibility at an early age... ...made her come across as being more uptight and more serious and... ...but at the same time, she didn't want to face her own demons and deal with her own problems... ...and take responsibility for herself and her marriage. And as for whether gluten-free diet help kids with autism... ...I have friends who, even though it's not proven they're trying it and they say that they notice a difference. They say if their kids eat something that has gluten in it, they notice a huge difference in in behavior and responsiveness and so I don't know but the people who try it seem to think that it does make a difference.
5: Another thing too, I think In the first book, she was Megan. Was different. Megan was rah rah rah. Let's get this done. Rah rah rah. You know, and I like that. She was spunky. She was. She was a different character than she became when she got married. Until she grew up and said, "Okay, I need to do this." But in this book, she was more whinish. More. Where?
0: I think she was afraid. She was afraid to get married. She, and I think because she was afraid, she expressed it by being whiny and being just running away from things and running away from the issues. And she even says in the beginning she doesn't know if she's cut out for it. And she points to Casey and John's marriage as the one perfect marriage that she's seen and so i think it was fear on her part
1: yeah that's a good point i wonder because megan was always in charge of seemed to get things done she didn't know how to be married she just didn't have a good role model for it and once she got married she really felt over her head so you know, maybe that's when she you know, that's, she became ins- insecure and that's how insecurity came out.
6: Well, they were both, uh, Nick and her, were kind of, neither one of them knew too much about marriage because, of course, he'd been a priest, and, well, you know, he didn't, it was a whole different way of looking at it. So it was a good thing that Iki came to his rescue and, you know, talked to him about it and explained the whole thing. And, and um, you know, Meg, Megan did grow, though. She really did. Um, and, you know, she had... Their their wedding didn't get off to the greatest of starts. I mean, the first thing, the car got hit when the um, when the tree fell and all that kind of stuff. And you know, and then the tornado. I mean, all that stuff on their wedding. That was what a way to start your wedding.
1: Yeah, that was all pretty ominous. But yeah, that's what I said at the beginning, I think that given he was a priest and she you know, kind of had to become a mom, if you will, very early in age, to her younger sisters and to her father, I think neither one of them really knew what marriage was about, and so they didn't know what to expect, and let's face it, you know, marriage is hard work, and sometimes that honeymoon phase can be really nice, but, you know, you can run into problems pretty quickly, too, and you're not sure what to to do with it, so I thought it was interesting how they each had different relationship issues, and... I, I really
0: enjoyed the book. I, I, I thought it gave a, a much more depth of character to all of them. I,
1: I just love sequels, so...
0: I guess, yeah. Oh, I do too. I love books that are in series, and... I have my favorites of Emily Richards, and I just... I hate to see the series end, because they're just so good. And I liked Finn, too. He was a little tough in the beginning, but... I liked him and his, his daughter. I can't think of his daughter's name, but she really took an interest in Kieran, and she developed a, a great relationship with Peggy and with Irene.
1: Her name was Bridie, and yeah, I think Bridie was the one that brought them all together. And I loved Finn too. I think of all the characters in the book, he was probably my favorite. He had. I, I just want you. We all
5: need to be the thing. I loved the part where when Finn got sick, she came out and literally just said, You hate me. That's why you got sick. And they really, really finally had a talk that they should have had years ago. But that was really cool. I like, you know, I'm really going to have to add. Because I think Emily Richards has a lot more books on Bookshare and Bard and stuff. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I think she writes a series about the Shenandoah or something like that. I haven't read them. Anyway, my whole point is, I really like this author. Um, We've read two books by her, and I think I'm going to look for more.
0: There are more on Bookshare than on Bard, unfortunately. I wish they would put the ones... they would put her some of her other ones up there. The Shenandoah series is my all-time favorite, and it is on board. I highly recommend it. If you like this author, you should read that series, because it is just so good. It really is.
5: The thing I think I like is the way she develops the problems and then deals with them.
0: And the way she goes between the she blends the past and the present is so great too and just you always know where you are there's no confusion about okay am i in the 1800s the 1940s it's it's just she has such a talent for that and i wish they would put more of her books on board
1: okay question the Shenandoah series, how many are in that series? And do they also do the, the past-present kind of um, switchback? Because I love that too. I just, I love the history and how it figures into what's going on now. And, and yeah, I'd be really interested in reading
0: that. There's five. And yeah, she blends, she, she blends past and present together really well.
5: I love the letters. The letters from Maura, I think her name is, Patrick's sister. It's interesting, I had forgotten, because I remember we talked, when we were talking about Whiskey Island, um, some of you had said you had read The Parting Glass, and you had said this person was in the book and this person wasn't. I'd, for, I'd forgotten if Patrick Sweeney was, Father Patrick Sweeney was in there. I love the letters from his sister to him. I, I just, and I, I like the. I think I liked this book a little bit better. It's hard to figure out which one I like the best, but I like this one a little bit better because there wasn't a lot of violence. No one got killed. And the details weren't so descriptive, like between Peggy and um, Finn. Um, I really liked these books. They were very, like I, I think I said this before. They were light, but very thought provoking.
3: Well, when they went back to the past, um, Liam certainly got killed, and so did the to me wife. Um, was her name Claire? I've kind of forgotten her name, but you know, people got killed in this book as well.
5: You're right. I forgot about Claire.
3: I did. Liam
5: got killed? How did he die? I forgot. I remember Claire. You're right, Jill. I totally forgot about that.
3: He almost put himself in the, in the way um, because he was afraid that that his cousin was going to get killed, and so he, he ran out of the tunnel and, and um, got shot. I think I'm right about this.
5: That's right. You're absolutely correct. I totally, totally forgot that part. It's funny, at one point, I kept getting Glenn uh, Donahue, I think it's, wait. I keep forgetting which one is which. I keep forgetting which one is Donahue and which one is Tierney. Yeah,
3: and then it got further complicated because the bad man's name was Glenn Cassidy. Isn't that correct?
0: Niall i forgot about that too i had read this book and then when i was going through it for the discussion i went i read through it but there were some things i forgot about
4: well since there's a pause i can ask a question hopefully you guys won't mind what What happened with Rooney in this book? And was the little girl that was in the first book that was being rescued from the abusive dad, did she show up again?
5: You know what? She did not. And I forgot about her until you asked about that. Rooney! Oh, my gosh. He is definitely on the road to recovery. It was so good to see that. And actually, he helped with the history. Um, He told... Um, Megan some of the story that goes on so it was really cool
4: oh that is nice that's a nice touch and it's interesting to hear you guys talk about Megan because in the first book she came across as like the strongest of the three sisters in a lot of ways and it sounds like in this book she kind of um, found something maybe she wasn't quite as good at which is maybe marriage
1: you know, I think that that's what I really liked about this book is all of the sisters got more human. They they got more. Um, we just got a, a much better, uh, got more rounded picture of who they are, and, um, both good and bad, and strong and weak. And I just think they became more human.
0: Yeah, Megan became more human, I guess, and you saw more of her <clears throat> negative. Or weaker traits than you did in the first book. Because in the first book she was the the leader and the doer. One of the movers and shakers. But in this book she suddenly fell apart. And Rooney, it was really neat. Because Rooney actually stayed with them. With Megan and... Nick, I think, didn't he? Or was it, he stayed with one of them, or was it Casey and John? Because he was helping out with, um, I know he stayed with one of them, though, I believe.
1: I thought it was Megan and Nick,
6: but I could be wrong. Well, he went between Megan and Nixon and Casey and John's, everybody went to ireland um then he i think he was with john um but he he was also on the scene at at, with um nick and those boys too
5: oh remember the cellar scene wasn't that great i mean megan thought he was being mentally ill again and he basically helped them all escape
0: oh yeah It was so neat to see Rooney come alive in this book and and change. It really was.
4: Well, in the first book, he was so, you know, bad off. Maybe he, he just needed to be needed. It sounds like people needed him in this book.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. They knew that he knew the history and he knew things that they needed to know. And so, yeah, I think that was a big part of it.
6: they were afraid he would go away and not come back and he definitely was more stable in this book and, um, you know, was able to help them, so, um, he he
4: changed, too.
0: I thought it was so neat how everything came together in the end when they were all in Ireland and Irene, um, got to know them all and she she found out about the family you know she she did a lot of research and i just i thought it was so neat how things came together in the end and they all got their questions answered
1: i really loved how um, Kieran, at
5: the very end of the book
1: went over to and put his, you know put his head on her shoulder I just I'm also really glad she ended the book before Irene died. I was afraid of that. Because you knew it was gonna happen very soon. But it just seems such an amazing, um, loving thing for Kieran to be able to do and um, yeah, I just I just seemed to like tell you that everything was gonna be okay. Yeah, that,
2: that was a beautiful beautiful ending. When, when he did that. I'm sorry, I was on the phone and I, I had to leave to try to work on this computer. But anyway, um, Kieran certainly made a turnaround. And, uh, I, I don't know, I just really liked this book. And, uh, if I may digress for, for a minute, you, you all were talking about Megan before. And I really liked her. Yeah, I know she was whiny and so on but you know she needed she had she had a lot on her shoulders and I think she was just she needed to vent about stuff yeah granted she didn't handle everything right with Nick and everything and when he did but he didn't he was he was the same way I mean it wasn't all her fault but um, I, I, I really I admired her because she had a lot of responsibility and she was spunky and she was feisty but And I'm sure she was also very frustrated with the fact that certain things weren't going right with her marriage and everything. But um, she they, they both got it together. So that, that's all I had to say about uh, Megan. Yeah, I
1: think sometimes when people are really super take charge people, that it's hard to be married because you either have this tendency to want to do, continue to do everything yourself and kind of shut somebody else out um, unintentionally, or you just want to let the go and, and hope they're going to pick up stuff, and, and you don't have to work as hard anymore. So I think I think she really struggled finding that who she was in that marriage. And uh, so I, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised earlier to hear how hard people were on her because I I thought she did okay. And, and yeah, it was it was a difficult adjustment, um, but it did seem to work it through.
0: And like you said, Barb, I think it was you who said. You know, Nick had been a priest, so he really didn't know what to expect of marriage either so yeah i I think there was a lot to that, and the fear of the whole that that's a big step, and just fear and anxiety and maybe some insecurity that would that would make you change.
3: I'm sorry, guys, but I I still think that for her to simply run away to Ireland without saying a word to Nick was a very immature thing for someone as strong as she really was, and we would come to believe in the first book, um, that bothered me.
0: Oh, I agree. I don't think that was right at all. And that was one of the things that really irritated me was just the way she thought she could just run away from everything and then to run over to Ireland and not tell him, not say anything to him. That wasn't right.
2: No, it, it wasn't right. It really wasn't. And um, But I think the trip actually did her good. I'm not saying she was perfect, believe me, but I, I think it helped. I, I think that's what helped her to grow with taking that trip. Granted, she shouldn't have done it, but she did, and uh, I, I'm glad that they were that all the the girls made it over there.
3: And another spoiler for Sherry, <clears throat> the interesting thing was at the end, it was Rooney who really opened her eyes to what should go on in a marriage by simply saying, "When you talk, he listens to you, and when." He talks, you listen to him.
5: Yeah, totally I agree with you. It was so simple, it was hard. I love the and Oh, man, the ending with Kieran was just, that was so cool. That was the, one of the best endings I've seen in a long time in a book. I didn't know what to expect there. When they said he was going to the bed, I'm like, uh-oh. You know, I thought he'd either just stand there or... I did not know what to expect, but when she ended it like that, it's like, oh my gosh, what a perfect ending. I am so glad they didn't show her dying. I really did like Irene. One of the reasons I liked her is, like someone else said, is that she accepted Kieran for his tantrums and stuff. I don't know if I could have done that, because I, you know... I can hear kids screaming and screaming, you know, and I... I don't deal with kids just screaming. I, I don't, I don't. If they're playing, okay, but I cannot deal with the high-pitched screech of a child. I, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not a mother. I don't know, but I cannot. But Irene, and she did not get offended, Like when when um, Megan found out what she did in the bar and or the pub, and they went back and they basically kind of interrogated her, if you will, without interrogating her. She didn't get offended. She didn't. She was very smart. Like someone else said, very sneaky. Um, But she had a good heart, and I was like, oh my gosh, where is this going? What does she know? What's going to happen? You know? And it was a really good book.
0: I loved the ending, too. I just thought that was the perfect ending. And like I said, Irene is one of my favorite characters in the book. We all should have an Irene in our lives. She was just awesome.
5: And we can't go anywhere talking about this book without talking about Ben Jax. He was such a cute dog.
1: I think that was Bridie's first move into turning this whole group of people
2: into a family. <laughs> oh, she was a cool kid, too. Her and Irene were the best. And Bridie was just super. And the dog was cute, definitely. But, um, and, and Bridie was so good with, with, uh, Karen. even, you know, on the days that he did not want to cooperate. She just, uh, I I thought, oh, my gosh, she's so mature for her age. She was just super. Well, yeah, in terms of Ben Jacks,
1: I knew immediately that dog was going to be in that house laying on the furniture. (laughs) Despite the initial Irene was like, he's not coming inside. I knew that dog was going to be part of that family.
6: (laughs) Well, Brady had a lot, too, because her father didn't really spend a lot of time with her. It's amazing that she was as stable
5: as she was i totally agree with you barb i was surprised at how really really good she was with kieran and even when peggy was reluctant to do a few things i thought you know as a mother peggy did very well in not don't do that, don't do that, that's my son, don't do that, you know. She really, there was only one time that she, you know, kind of stopped um, Brighty from doing something. But in other words, she really let her go. I mean, as long as, as Bridie knew the plan, she went with it. And Kieran was good with her, she was good with Kieran. It was a good workout, it was a good Exercise for both of them, because Bridie learned to, you know, deal with other situations, not just, you know, a normal placing. She also had her her friends, so it was good for her to grow, to learn social skills, to learn to socialize with different people. I thought that was really. Good and and like um, I don't remember who asked. I don't know about the whole um, gluten free thing either, but it would be extremely interesting because I have a feeling this author did uh, her research very well.
0: Yeah, it's becoming more popular from what I've heard, and like I said, the some of the some of my friends who have kids with autism and who've tried it just they swear by it. So I don't know. But, yeah, what was Bridie Twelve? And she was just so mature for her age. And I agree, Barb. It is amazing that she turned out as well as she did considering how little time Finn had to spend with her. It was great to watch her interactions with Kieran and Peggy and the way she was with Irene. It was just fantastic
6: well <clears throat> you would have never thought that Finn was going to uh, get along with Kieran and not, not after the first introduction at the airport <laughs> um, he just kind of but he he grew too and, and Peggy got him to see um, you know what he could really do I didn't think he was ever gonna start practicing medicine again um, he just He was so stubborn about that that he was afraid he would do something wrong Uh, but when the chips were down he was the one that uh, saved Kieran
5: well and the thing I liked about that was when Kieran had that epiglottis instance who was paralyzed who couldn't do anything it was Peggy So, basically, she knew how Finn felt. Because, you know, at one point she was like, well, you you did this, and you did this, and you mad because you didn't do this, and blah, 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 blah. But she could not relate. So that when her son had his episode, she was totally paralyzed. And so afterward, of course, she could definitely relate, actually, with Finn... And, because, you know, sometimes, I I think he needed her to be hard on him, but sometimes I think she was a little too hard. And, um, oh, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. You're, oh, I know, I didn't think he'd ever practice medicine again either. And, when they met at the airport, he was a bit of a jerk. And in the beginning, he was a bit of a jerk to her. Because you could tell he did not want her staying with Irene at all. And really, this was Peggy's choice, but it was really Irene's idea. So I, I wasn't sure I'd like him at first, but I did, of course, at the end. He was he was a good guy. Well,
6: I, what I thought was kind of, I was really disappointed when after all was said and done that he went out drinking and then he went back when he started thinking what he had heard what he heard in the bar about the, the gluten-free diet and all this and started putting things together, then he went back to the hospital and they, they put him in this room so he could, you know, sleep it off and get himself squared away again. But I thought that was kind of interesting, too, that, you know, those people, I think they deep down wanted him to come back and, and be the doctor that they knew he could be.
1: Okay, in terms of um, Finn, uh, his first reaction to Peggy, staying with Ivy, I maybe I'm overly romantic or something like that, but I think the reason he had such a strong negative reaction to her is because immediately he felt an attraction to her and he was so afraid after all that he had lost. He was so afraid to be hurt again and opening that can with pain and stuff that he was able to kind of numb with the alcohol and um, that's where that that was coming from and, and you know yeah sometimes the actions hurt are hurtful but I, I kind of just, got to like that he really liked her from the very beginning and he felt terrified of that
0: I didn't like Finn either when they first met at the airport I thought oh no he's he's going to really be a jerk to all of them but he did turn out to be a really good guy in the end, and I thought that part was interesting, too, when he did, and he got drunk, and he, they let him sleep it off at the hospital. I really was surprised they
2: let him do that. What was that doctor's name? Uh, you know, he was kind of a jerk. Nobody liked him, but uh, they had to go to him because Finn was no longer practicing. And I admired him because he, you know, he really let Finn have it as far as, um, you know, getting drunk there on, uh, you know, coming to the hospital drunk and the whole thing. Uh, and he, he's the one who covered for him and, uh, put him in that, that room so he could sleep it off. So I kind of, I sort of even developed a little bit of uh, respect for him too, because I think he was a, I think he was a good doctor. He just didn't have a, a very good, uh, bedside manner I
5: agree I honestly thought that he because he could have he really could have ruined Finn's career and if he wanted revenge he had every he have every way to do it and that's honestly what I thought he would do I did um, but he didn't. He he showed his complete respect for Finn you know, like you said, and he covered for him and I that that's what I like about this book is that it, it it made some twists that I really didn't expect because like I said, this guy, this doctor, could have said, You know what, yeah, go for it. Let him see you drunk. Yeah, right on. Give me more patience. Hey, give me more you know, whatever. But you could tell That, like Marcia said, I think it was, he had a good heart. He respected Finn along with everybody else. And he wasn't going to let him ruin himself. And he admitted his mistake. He probably will never admit it to um, Peggy, but he admitted it to Finn, another doctor. And that really made my respect for him grow.
3: Well, and... He had become very overworked (laughs) because Finn had stopped practicing. So it it was kind of in his best interest uh, to bring Finn back into the fold so that he wouldn't be so overworked. Uh, I I still think his bedside manner left something to be desired. But when doctors are overworked, they really don't have time to do the kind of really examinations that they ought to be doing
0: yeah I can't remember that doctor's name I thought the scenes in the pub were really neat too I that all sounds like so much fun how they get together in the pub and and have the music the sing-alongs and all that that whole all the Depictions of in the descriptions of Ireland, which is so fascinating to me.
5: Me too. Um, when someone told us that they were going to go to Ireland, I, I was you know I I was looking forward to reading the book because, like you, I've always loved to hear about Ireland because I don't know Ireland sounds like such a Glorious country, but I know also that they've had their you know share of trouble they've had famine they've had a lot a lot of Irish immigrate to America and you know they've had their share of trouble as a country, but really they're a strong, strong people, and they're they love to be together they love to have fun. Oh, it was so funny that that scene where <laughs> he's singing all the Peggy songs
0: that was funny. I just I I don't know. I would have a hard time choosing a favorite but of these two, but I think in a lot of ways it was this one because of the all these stuff in Ireland and so much of it takes place there and the letters, I forgot about those letters, but that was that was great the letters between Patrick and his sister. Somebody asked about, um, before we, well, before we talk about next month's book, I was going to give you the series of the Shenandoah, the Shenandoah album series. Somebody was asking about that.
1: Um, I was because it sounds really good, I and mean, I loved her style, and it
0: it's similar to the style
5: of like Julian. I second that. I want to know too.
0: The first one is Wedding Ring, then Endless Chain, Lover's Knot, Touching Stars, and Sister's Choice. They're all really good books. I personally liked Wedding Ring and Sister's Choice the best, but. They're all excellent reads.
1: I'm sorry. Could you give that one more time, please?
0: Wedding Ring is the first one. Endless Chain is the second. Lover's Knot is number three, and that's K-N-O-T. um, Like a knot that you tie. Touching Stars is number four. And Sister's Choice is number five. And it's best if you read them in order. You don't necessarily have to, but it's best if you do.
2: I guess I missed something along the way. Who is the author?
0: Emily Richards. This is one of her series. It's my favorite one. And like I said, there's not a lot. There's a few on Bard, but there are more on Bookshare. Her newer ones are up there, and some of the older ones are on Bookshare. The new, the newest ones, and then some of her other ones, her older books, are up there.
2: Ah, okay. Well, thank you, Randy. I should have figured it was Emily Richards, but sometimes I just, sometimes I miss something along the way. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And I do have Bookshare, so that should not be a problem. Are these five Shenandoah ones all on BART?
0: Yes, they are.
5: Let me guess, they're read by Martha Harmon Pardee.
0: Some are. There are a couple different readers, though. But I know the last one's read by Martha Harmon Pardee, and I can't remember... Um, I can't remember if the other ones are read by... Wh- who reads all the other ones? But I know Martha Harmon Pardee reads the last one.
2: Uh, Doesn't do you know what we're going to be reading for next month?
0: Well, I have. There's one that Bob suggested, and I haven't read it, but it's by Lynn Austin, and I know I've read some of her books, um, Eve's Daughters. It's ah, uh.
5: I have read one of Lynn Austin's book, I think. And I think it's called A Woman's Place or something. And that was a really good book. I have heard of this author. And if it's the one I'm thinking of, um, from what I read of the one book, she's a great author. And other people have said she's a really good author as well. Is that the one
2: about the the woman? I, I read it couple of years ago a woman's place is that the one about the 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 woman who she works in a factory or something and there's a union thing going on and uh uh, i don't exactly remember the uh, the premise but that 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 sounds very familiar and if that's the book she is a very good writer and that was a a very good book.
4: Yeah, I remember that book, too. I read it a long time ago. I, it was it seems like maybe it was in, during World War II or something where a bunch of women were working in a factory. I, I don't remember a lot about it, but it was really good.
0: That's the one. I couldn't think of the title, and I remember reading that one, too. And it was good. So, Eve's Daughters, is it's DB77313, and... Um, it's 10 hours long. It's read by Mitzi Friedlander. And then I just finished one that's totally different from that, but it's pretty popular. So some you may have already read it. It's Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. Has anybody read that one?
2: Nope, never even heard of it. But, uh, yeah, I... I um Eve's Daughters sounds, sounds good for next month. I mean, if, if that book is as good as uh, A Woman's Place, um, I'll definitely vote for it. 77313, right? And I was going to say something else, but, oh, I just wanted to tell Liz as a quick aside, I did download Scarlet. <laughs> we, were, Liz and I were talking on the phone earlier tonight, and we were, she was saying that she read Scarlet, uh, you know, the sequel to Gone with the Wind, and, and she was... Re- recommending it and I did I did download it. I'm um,
3: just going to I, I've read Big Little Lies so <laughs> just in case you want to know um, and I was wondering if this group has ever read any of the books by Jojo jo Moyes um, I've read a couple of them and they are kind of the same historical back and forth type of thing really sort of similar to the book that we just read and uh, the one I just finished was called Sheltering Rain and it was actually um, she's evidently an English writer and the one that I read uh, they're in London but they the girl is sent over to Ireland <laughs> to be with her grandparents and um, so if if any of the group is ever interested in a, in a book by Jojo Boyce, um, there are several of them on BARD.
1: I'm sorry, I say Jojo Boyce,
0: B-O-Y-S-E. Okay, let's do um, Eve's Daughters for May. And then Jill, What I've been wanting to read a Jojo Moyes, and it's M-O-Y, M is in um, Mary yes, I believe I've been wanting to read Jojo Moyes because I keep seeing reviews on BARD I mean on DB Review and other lists so what book do you recommend that we read we can do that in June
6: uh, Randy I, I've, I've got to go uh, I wondered if I may close the recording but I, I want to tell you that Lynn Austin is yes it was a woman's place or something but she is a Christian writer but doesn't, doesn't overkill you know, if, uh, if it's bad to believe in God, she does believe him. and uh, But she doesn't overkill. It's not, you know, every other word, let's go have preachers talk to us. She's really, it's a great book. And Big Little Lie is the next book. And um, do we have a DV number on that? And may I uh, end the recording?
3: No, we're not reading Big Little Lies, I don't believe. No, we're going to,
0: Jill is recommending Judge Moyes for, is recommending a book for Jojo Moyes, by Jojo Moyes, so I just asked her what she would recommend that we can do in June. We are doing Eve's Daughters in May, because we all agree, we read A Woman's Place by Lynn Austin, and we really, a lot of us, really liked it, so we're going to do Eve's Daughters in May, and I just asked Jill what she would recommend by Jojo Moyes for June, so, and... You can't end it. I'm and I'll just send out the news wire for May and then whatever we decide in June.
6: Okay, thank you very much. And uh, it sound like a good discussion here though. Thank you.